or why I'm bending my knee and moving a little funny. That thump you heard back there was I tripped getting out of the chair and just put my knee to the wall. That's a great way to start off a service. Just, you know, take yourself out. There you go. Now, we were talking this morning, you know, some of the things that were said. Roger mentioned, you know, there's power in creation. And this isn't necessarily to do with my sermon, but it does tie in in a way. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, how many of you remember your parents saying or saying to your kids, words have power? You know, be careful what you say. Words have power. If you're a Christian and you're hearing that and you're thinking to yourself, that doesn't make any sense. Go read creation. God literally speaks and everything happens. He says, let there be light and there's light. Words have power. We may not be able to manifest something the same way as God does, but words have power. It's, a, it's an important thing to know. You know, one of my favorite moments in history or quotes in history comes from Captain Kidd. He warns the British government, if you're going to call me a pirate, so be it. A pirate I shall be, and I will become the most feared. What we choose to call people or label people is a dangerous game. We can call somebody a monster for so long, but then we tend to get a little angry when they become a monster. And then we were singing these songs and Val kept going on and she's disappeared now. I haven't even begun and she's run off. Was it something I said, Lee? No? And a lot of what we were singing, a lot of what Val was saying ties in with last week. If you guys remember last week's sermon, we talked about consider it a chance at joy when you face hardship. I know it's hard to do in the moment. It's a joy. You know, the world's falling apart. It's a joy. No, no, no. Consider it a joy. There's a chance for great joy afterwards. God is moving. God is doing something. And when you come through the other side, there is a victory on hand. You know, I'd like to welcome you guys this morning. Good morning for those of you who are currently here. George, you look ever so happy right now. You've got this very... <laughs> I'm Damn just, waiting. I'm just waiting to see what you're going to say. Going away. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But no, I'm also glad to have you guys here with us the, uh, this morning watching live. Val's returned. Apparently, she's over whatever it was I said. Turn your attention back to Val. <laughs> See, when I pick on one person, sometimes they get annoyed. I pick on other people and they think it's great. I pick on Val and Lee enough. I mean, look at the distance between the two of them right now. <laughs> Consider it a great joy when you go through struggles. There's victory on the other side. Leave. Makes the heart grow fun. True. True. <laughs> we don't like seeing uh, Lee's bald head on camera. <laughs> is that what that white spot is? That's shining? I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Oh, never mind. I've been camping with you people. I've read, you, have, you guys have teased me enough. I'm allowed to do this. But I'm very glad to have you here this morning. I'm very glad to be able to joke with you. You may have noticed I'm missing. My family is smaller in size today. My, grand or my mom, their grandmother, has taken them. We went down to visit them for camping. Um, actually, yesterday was my mom and my stepdad's anniversary. So we had gone down to see them, to say hello and everything. We were down there for a few days. The kids got to hang out. And then the kids said, hey, can we stay another night? 
And my mom and my stepdad said, hey, can we give them back to you next Sunday? So we were like, okay. You guys haven't seen them in forever? Go for it. But we took Noah back because Noah and the girls together, that's a handful. So there it with them. But um, I want to take today, uh, we, we've just come out of a sermon series called This Old House. And we're getting ready for a summer series. But I want to take today separate from the series, trying to be the bridge between. Sometimes I think that's good to just stop for a minute and be a bridge between. Because this week has been an interesting week if you actually sit down and consider a few things globally and everything else. Um, you know, it, it, Monday was a thank you all for the birthday wishes. Monday I, I turned 36. You're all so glad that I'm alive. I can see that. Ah, oh, he made it. You're all smiling about this. Thank you. But um, no, Monday was my birthday, and then we had a few other days that happened. And I've got two passages I want to look at because there's two events that occurred this week that I think we do need to look at, but we also have to look at a reason behind them, and we have to look at something that ties in biblically. So I'm going to put two people on the spot today, if that's okay. If it's not, I'm still going to put two people on the spot. Uh, Proverbs, could somebody find for me Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14? Proverbs 11, 14. Got it? Got it? Could you read it out? Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. Without wise leadership, a nation will fall, or some translations say a nation will crumble. There is, what did it, how did it put that word? There is, there is safety in having many advisors. There is safety in having many advisors. Now, could I find, have somebody find Psalms chapter 2, verses 10 to 11? Please, thank you. Uh, could you read it, please? Oh, I don't have it. Sorry. It's okay. Go ahead, somebody. Psalms chapter 2, verses 10 to 11. I know I put you all on the spot, though, about. Now the kings act wisely. Is that the one you want? Yep. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son, or he will become angry. And you will be destroyed in the midst of all of your activities. For his anger flares up in an instant. But what joy for all who take refuge in him. So you might wonder what these two passages have to do with today. Well today, I know for most of us, it's just another day on the calendar, isn't it? It's July 4th. To most people in Canada, this day doesn't mean a whole lot. It's another day on the calendar. It's the day after my parents' anniversary. But to my wife, it's Independence Day. Today is United States Independence Day, the day that they fought and got independence from the English, something many nations throughout history have tried. Scotland, one day we will be free. I have heritage there. I always feel that way. But it's an important day to the U.S. But to the rest of us, it doesn't matter, does it? I like to do something ever since my wife and I have been married. I've tried to do something for her on, uh, on Independence Day. We shoot off fireworks or we do something. It means something to her. It means something to the kids. You know, earlier in the week, it was July 1st. Now, when I lived in Pennsylvania for six months, for schooling, didn't mean anything to anybody down there. Nobody cared. 
But my wife went out of her way to try to do something special for us, between me and her, because it was Dominion Day, better known as Canada Day. The day celebrating the founding of our nation. And this year there's been a little bit of politics involved with both on whether you should or shouldn't celebrate them. You know, there's been the idea, and I'm not going to get political, I don't believe in actually preaching politics from the pulpit. Um, one of the things that drives me nuts the most about churches or pastors is when you have a pastor stand up and every single message they give is political. And I don't care if you're leaning to the right or if you're leaning to the left. If you're putting your entire emphasis on politics over God, I'm going to say something here. And I know some people don't like when I use this word. You're an idiot. Don't do it. You're here in church for God. You are not here for politics. I have my own political leanings. If somebody wants to know what they are, I'm more than happy to sit down and have a civil conversation. If you're going to shout at me or throw stuff at me, I'm not the person to do that with. That, that, that doesn't go over well. But we've had people turn around and say, well, we shouldn't celebrate these days. Because there's dark things in our past. Okay, great. There's dark things in our past. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. You know, I've said it before when I've looked at both of these things. You may remember some of these. Going back, testing your knowledge on. If you've been paying attention to my previous sermons, now don't look nervous. It's not a test that you can pass or fail. It's just going to happen. I've said before, people get annoyed with the Bible because they say it is written by man. So why should we follow the words of man? Okay, what about the Constitution of the United States of America? Hate to break it to you, it was written by man. It wasn't written by a dog. It wasn't written by a cat. It wasn't written by Alf the alien. It was written by man. And right at the opening of the Declaration of Independence, right in there, it says, and I had to write it out so I would not mess it up, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, meaning you cannot take them away. You cannot say, nope, that's not yours anymore. You can't do that. Nope, you're not allowed to. Nope, you can't take those away. By their creator, in other words, from God, they're given these rights. And the Charter of the Canadian Rights and Freedoms, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, it says Canada is founded upon the supremacy of Almighty God and the rule of law. Meaning God is above the law. The law's job is to protect the rights that you are given. Not political. This is honestly, if you were to go look it up on Google, this is what the lawyers actually will tell you. This is what... The law states, doesn't always feel like we've had that go through smoothly. I understand that. I felt that my own way in multiple areas. Not going there. We have on Thanksgiving that it states in Canada that this is a day to honor Almighty God and thank Him for the blessings He has bestowed upon this nation. So I'm willing to bet, looking at these important documents and these government edicts, that these two nations have a founding in God. I know that offends some people, get over it. But it seems like you could make that as an arguable case, couldn't you? That Canada has a leaning towards God. But the United States has a leaning towards God and their creation. You might say, well, hold it now. What about all the horrible things in the past? Great. What about all the horrible things in the past? I think we've lost our way, people. I honestly think that, yes, there has been terrible, terrible things. And we can look back through history and we can find 
where every single group, there is not a moment where one group was not persecuted or treated negatively by another group. Does not matter which group you decide to pick, it will happen. It's literally been law in a number of countries where if you were Welsh, Scottish, or Irish, you were not allowed to speak Gaelic. You were not allowed to speak Welsh. They would actually punish you in schools for it. We don't talk about it. Okay, fine. Horrible things have happened no matter where we go, and people have done horrible things in the name of God. Or they, I should say, they've slapped the bumper sticker of God over it to cover it and say it was okay. George and I had this conversation before, and I'm not picking on you. Bear with me. It's okay. It's okay. Calm down. I got my shoe ready. <laughs> I feel like a president now. I'm going to get hit with a shoe. All right. See if I can dodge. Please don't actually throw a shoe. One of my favorite movies is Kingdom of Heaven. And there's a character in there who says, I put no stock in the word religion. Through the word religion, I have seen fanatics of every denomination profess the will of God. Truth. Whenever somebody wants to get away with something in history, it doesn't matter. Pick whatever God you want. They say, our God wills it. Our God wills it. But are they acting in accordance with God? Are they reflecting the attitudes and attributes of Jesus that we as Christians are supposed to follow? Possibly, possibly not. See, we've taken Jesus and we've replaced him with Jesus, with a small j. You've probably noticed before when you write about God, you put God, as a Christian, we put God in a big capital G, right? When you write God, referring to our Heavenly Father, we put capital G-O-D. Whereas when you talk about any other God, you put small g. My honest belief and view on everything that's gone on over the years when we look at these passages is we have replaced Jesus with a small j Jesus. The Jesus that fits the moment that we need. It's like you walk into a store. Have you ever walked in and you wanted to buy something? Maybe it's a phone cord. Maybe it's a shirt. Any of those rubber covers for on a video game controller, the grips for on a gun, the stock on a gun, anything. Pick anything you want. Fishing grips, you can get them in any color, any pattern you want. We've got masks. Right now, during COVID, we've all had masks, right? Every one of us has sought a mask that fits who we are. Something about who we are. Some people saw the mask I got before that was a monkey face and said, I can't take you serious if you wear that. Not naming any names, Carla. It's okay. I, I, when I first got that, I put it on. I was in Walmart. I was told by a parent because a kid was laughing at my mask, I need to learn to grow up. I put my hands on my hips and said, ma'am, I am just trying to spread joy. And she just burst out laughing. And she goes, I can't take you serious with that on it. You're not the only one. But masks, during COVID, we, we bought different masks to fit who we were, right? To fit, this one represents me. This one stands for something I like. This one is something about me. It says something about who I am. We do the same thing with Jesus. Jesus is not a commodity that you can walk into a store, buy off the shelf, which one do you want to fit you, when you are, where you are, how you are, if you are. Jesus is one size for all. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 
Who's the son that they're referring to? Jesus. It's not he fits into us how we want. We are to fit into him. And yeah, we've got people who have gone through history and they have done horrible, horrible atrocities and claimed it was for God. Claimed they spoke for God. Just because you claim something doesn't make it true. I got Lee back there, he's shaking his head. That's the first time I've seen you engage like that. I'm in, all right, I know I'm doing something good today. I taught archery at a kid's camp. There was a kid there who said that he was probably the best archer at the camp. The trick was, there was a pop can sitting up, and I said, hit the tab off the pop can, and you'll get so many points for your cabin. He said, oh, I could do that easy. I could do that from back there. Took a bow, took an arrow, gave it to him, said, you got one shot, do it. He couldn't. He looks at me and goes, I bet you can't do it. I put the arrow on fire and knock the pop tab right off. And he goes, wait, what? And I I'm not going to ask you to do something if I haven't myself been able to try to do it. But if you're going to say you can do it, do it. If you want to sit here and keep trying until you can, great. But don't put others down because they're trying. Just because somebody says they can do something doesn't mean they're actually able to do it. Our nations were founded on the principle of God, but I think we've kind of lost ourselves, haven't we? You might say, well, there's different gods in the Bible. There's a different God. Look at the Old Testament pastor compared to the New Testament. You might be somebody at home listening to this, and you might be angry that I'm challenging you. Great. Deal with it. You might say, well, there's an Old Testament God. There's a New Testament God. They're very different. No. And I'll say it again in a way that's easier to understand. And oh, no. They're not different. The people are. Take a look at God and take a look at God's actions. When somebody in the New Testament sins against God or goes against God in a terrible way, Annas and Sapphira, what happens? Dead. That was quick. What happens when there is a moment when somebody goes against God? God reveals himself and reveals power. Paul, better known as Saul, persecuted and killed Jewish people. Killed, well, not Jewish people, sorry. He was Jewish and killing Christians. What did God do? Congratulations, you're blind. Well now. God acts the same, but the hearts of the people are what's different. You see, that God didn't change, the people did. But yet we still want to say it was God. And we look at these passages, it is best for a ruler to be wise and have advisors. Listen to the advisors. Okay? But that means you got to surround yourself with good advisors. Well, who are the advisors? Congratulations, you've all been elected. Congratulations. We, the nation. People say, we don't have a voice against things that are horrible. These things are out of our control. No, they're not. You know how to pray? You know how to talk to God? That's not out of your control. Because if two nations are founded upon the principle of God being almighty and being in supremacy, then ladies and gentlemen, God's in control. And it's time we put that back in his hands. I think what's happened along the way is we've lost the way. We've made it more about the God in the moment. 
than the God who is over every moment. We don't have the same connection to him in what we do. People are offended if you pray. People are offended if you wear a shirt that has a cross. People are offended if you make any sort of motion towards... People get offended over hockey, over teams. I have a friend who's a diehard Montreal Canadiens fan, and he was making fun of me for the fact that Toronto was ahead three games and got knocked out of the playoffs. That's nothing new. And he kept ragging on me until I pointed out, I go, you know what's interesting? Look at Toronto fans. Win or lose, we never rioted. You guys win or lose, you burn your own city down. What did offend you? What offended you in that moment? Everything's going good, you still riot. Everything's going bad, you riot. Win or lose, my people are just happy that we got to play the game. Don't hey, you might not be able to get immortality, but pray that you'll live long enough to see Toronto win the Stanley Cup, and you might have a fair shot at it. We live in a time where people want to be offended with every little thing. We live in a time when people, they don't want to hear something that's going to bother them. But we need to be in connection to God. Woe to you nations, if you don't follow God with fear and tremble, that means honor and respect, you will be destroyed. Chances are we're going to destroy ourselves. There's a passage that goes around, it's not even a passage that people claim to say, it's from the Bible, they put it on Facebook. If you want change in the world, you need to be the change. If you want change in the world, get on your knees and pray. Yeah. See, we have to reconnect to God. We as a nation or nations need to stand up, and the only way we can do that, the best way that we can do that, is through recommission to God. Recommitment. I'm going to try this without knocking anything over because if I knock this over, it's going to be very bad. And I know it's a little off, off center. Please forgive me. I let you bow. I know it's a little. See, the lion is already mad at me. I don't know what I did yet. But when we look through the Bible, we get to the Last Supper. And what do we see? The people have no idea what's going on. They've been walking with Jesus, and they still cannot understand his message, can they? they he says to them, where I am going, you cannot follow. It's not your time yet. And they're like, well, we can still go with you, right? No. It's a lot like having little kids, and they want to go everywhere you go. They can't always go. If we want to be wise to the world, if we want to look at a nation and be a nation that is heard and follows God, if we want to make right for things that have happened, if we want to change everything for the better, we need to, excuse me, we need to stop making a small J Jesus and go back to the big J Jesus. We need to go back to the true God. We need to honor Him. We need to respect Him. We need to pray even when situations are dark. We need to pray for the leaders that we don't like. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters. You know, he gathered together at that last supper. And he turned around and he had everything laid out to teach them. And I know it sounds like I have a sock in my mouth right now, but that's only because I have to put this thing back on for this. But we're going to have you guys come up. And we are going to take part in communion together. And the communion we're going to take part in is an ancient rite.
right? It's a right where we are connecting back with God and saying, we honor and respect where you have come from, what you have done. If you are uncomfortable with taking communion, I understand. That's fine. That is between you and God and you and you. Nobody is going to say anything negative. You're welcome here. God makes space at his table. So please come forward. Don't be shy. I remember going to school for cooking and we had to learn about food handler safety and wearing masks and gloves and suits and different things like that. That was the one part of the course I never thought would leave the kitchen. Here we are. But that night, as they gathered together in that room, they didn't know fully what was going on. They were trusting in somebody, but they weren't fully aware of the message. But Jesus took the bread and he said, this is a symbol of my body. He broke it. This is a symbol of my body that will soon be broken for you. Eat this now and as you do this, remember me. Please eat. same way that he had taken bread. He lifted the cup and he said, this is a symbol of my blood. My blood that is to be shed for you. My blood that is to be poured out for you as an offering. Every time you do this, do so in remembrance of me. Drink. You know, the disciples didn't fully seem to understand what Jesus was getting at, did they? When Jesus was crucified, they hid. They didn't march proudly into the streets. They hid. Peter denied him three times. Judas was so overcome with remorse for what he had done, he hung himself. Not to knock them or make fun of them, but it doesn't seem like they had a firm grasp of what Jesus had been telling them, does it? We live in a world today where we hide away from God because somebody in the past did something that was, and they said, I do this in the name of the Lord. That's not my God. My God is a lion, and he is a lamb. 
My God raised the dead. My God has healed the sick. And my God is waiting for me in glory. My God once said that if the world hates you, remember they hated me first. Every hardship we face now is leading up to an unimaginable joy. Surround yourselves with advisors and God. Lean on His understanding over our own. I bought a book this week that talks about the stupid things man has done through history. The very first one is a man in the 90s was taken to the hospital because he French kissed a rattlesnake. There's a reason why we don't lean on our own understanding, isn't there? Let us become a people who forge a nation that is one nation, united by God in love, united by God in discipline. One nation where we don't use his name as a band-aid to get away with whatever it is we want. Let us be truly Christian. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything you've done for us. We thank you, God, for the people in our lives, the people we've reached out to, the people who we have yet to meet, God, the people who have helped to shape us in you. God, we thank you for adversity. We thank you for struggles. We thank you for the times when you, God, are able to shine through and there's no denying you are present. God, watch over us, bless us, guide us, be with us, and help us be truly your people here on earth. Let us build your kingdom here. Not the kingdom of man in the name of God, but the kingdom of God in the name of God. Bless us as we leave this place and we go about our day. In your name we pray this. Amen. Amen. And for those of you watching, if you have questions about God or you're wanting to know more about God or you feel God pulling on your heart, please feel free to leave a comment, message us, reach out to somebody you trust that, you, that knows God. Thank you for joining us. God bless. Love you.